This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Intercut Podcast, the weekly show going over the TV, movies, and entertainment that people can't cut away from. I am your co-host, Zachary Shevich. And joining me, don't call him a raccoon, it's Arturo Zurita. Zach spent the entire intro just referring to me as vermin to really get me in the mood of one of the guardians. <laughs> and all I responded bet... with was, I am Groot. <laughs> I, I, I love uh, creatures of all persuasions, ha- animal and human. And maybe animal a little more so. <laughs> Fair. Uh, Thank you, evolutionary one. Uh, we had to bring on someone else to get into the MCU with us. It's our resident third uh, chair here on Intercut. Welcome back, Amanda the Jedi. What's going on, Amanda? Are you excited to talk some Thank MCU? You. I am. I am excited to talk some MCU, you know? You know, because this mm-hmm. might just be my last ride with the MCU. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Bro, you know, Probably when, when Guardians <laughs> 3 ended and they give you, without spoilers, a something will return... The guy behind mm-hmm. me got up with his bucket of popcorn. He went, not the way things are going, and left. It was the, the best laugh I had the second viewing of it. Both a compliment to this new installment, and also, I guess, a goodbye. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a great place to start because uh, we're skipping weekend must-watch this week since basically the only new release is Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Everybody yeah. cleared a path for the new Marvel film, and luckily... They actually did it for one that I think all three of us pretty much liked or, or liked quite mm-hmm. a bit in some cases. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe let's get a little bit into Guardians now before we get into our bracket, because, of course, this is the return of James Gunn to the MCU uh, for one last time before he heads over to DC and, and runs things down there. And in a lot of ways, this is like the closing of a chapter for the MCU because Guardians marked... Uh, the the ability for Marvel to platform heroes that are not necessarily, necessarily their top-line characters and still sell them as such. And they did that largely through James Gunn's contributions to it, through uh, dis- establishing a distinctive personality, a certain style to the films that differentiated them from the rest of the MCU. So we got three of these Guardians movies now. Now that you've completed the trilogy, Amanda... I don't know how you're feeling, how you're processing. Are you emotionally well after this? How did you take uh, volume three? Um, I saw it twice on Thursday. Nice. Um, Damn, you ran it back. I ran it back, and I almost didn't think I was going to be able to. Like, I'm sitting there watching this movie, and I'm like, and it's like a combination of just like it's sad, it's beautiful, but then it's really hard to watch at times. And it's like, there's certain characters on screen sometimes, and I'm like, I cannot calm down anytime any of these people are on screen. I don't care if you're trying to show me them having a good time, I'm having a bad time. And uh, that, so that was a little bit easier on the second watch, because you at least know what to expect, even when it's still not good. But uh, I don't mean good, is not good isn't bad, just like unpleasant. But yeah. uh, no, I, uh, 
was really happy to to have this trilogy completed by James Gunn. I remember when that Disney firing happened, I was like genuinely Crazy. really upset, not just for him, but also like for us and not being able to get this like proper completed trilogy. Even if they were going to be using his script, there's just a care that he puts into how he makes his movies. Uh, I've heard from personal accounts that the way he runs his sets it's like a well-oiled machine like when you get there to film he knows what he wants he knows what he's doing and that's just well, good he, for everyone so he gave you a custom playlist while he was working on guardians he of the galaxy did. but he said he was doing it while storyboarding and you can tell this is a film that was storyboarded like the shots mm -hmm. actually make sense the the play the perspective that characters have the the re spatial relationships that different characters have to each other it's on a level that i think is a lot higher higher than we normally get from the MCU. Just the ability that Gunn has to put his characters into a completely made-up environment and have it not feel like a completely made-up environment does so much. Mm -hmm. and, and, and particularly given, you know, coming off of films like Quantumanium that feel like they exist in a void, I, I think just the, the tangibility of things like this, you know, going to that one weird like prisonish planet that looks like a like a brain Butthole. almost like yeah, yeah, yeah like, i don't know what it is but it, it's just like gems. those touches are Rogue what Corp. separate yeah. james gunn as a director of these types of superhero films from a lot of other directors arturo we talked about it briefly last week but what were your major reactions to guardians of the galaxy volume three uh it's one of those trilogies that once it closes out i went back and rewatched all of them it makes the entire thing better uh, it's also so commendable that these characters, the way the MCU works, need to be borrowed by other people in some of the most massive, you know, movies in order to, you know, finish that saga. And yet, he's able to take what they had to do with his characters and still create something beautiful. Like, mm -hmm. the fact, as Amanda said, that he's able to go to work and has this well-oiled machine. I love the movie, not even as an MCU product. Yes. As a James Gunn film. That's, I think, where, as we go through this All bracket... All three of them. Those are the movies that stand out the most. Not something that's part of the machine, but something that stands out and feels human. So the fact that this isn't really like the closing to the Guardians as much as it is this team, it really is a goodbye to James Gunn more than it is a goodbye to any of these characters. Because mm -hmm. it's not just James. He's probably going to bring a lot of those actors to the DC. He is, absolutely. And I yeah. think he's going to bring the entire filmmaking team. So you are really saying goodbye to every single person in that credits. When the yeah. movie ends, not too much of a spoiler, but it feels like a scrapbook of his memories filming more than it feels a goodbye to this these characters who some may still remain, some may not. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm very curious to see how that's going to end up uh, uh, affecting the MCU as a whole. Because like we say, it, it almost feels not just a goodbye to this team, but a lot of people are feeling like they just grew up, right? Like, it's been 15 years, and I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of people see this as a goodbye to one, what once was. Another trilogy is Captain America. He's gone. Another trilogy is Iron Man. He's gone. And this one that many consider to be the best. They're done. So, mm -hmm. it's all over, guys. Uh, this is the end of <laughs> us three here as well. We will all be going on to different properties. <laughs> <laughs> it just it's bittersweet but at the same time that's what makes it so effective and you had mentioned this last week as well it's not afraid to be a to push the pg-13 oh yeah and yeah. i like that yeah absolutely like it, it 
a lot of the Marvel movies, just by virtue of having to appeal to a wide audience, kind of are like kitty food a little bit. Like I don't I don't want to demean the movies right before we start talking about all of them. But like this is the only one that I can remember that I would not recommend to children. There are upsetting images in this. All all the stuff with animals is like I, I don't think it's cross the line that the way that a lot of people are really reacting very viscerally to it but it's not something that I would feel very comfortable with young children uh, seeing. It, Amanda, how did you feel about how like edgy it is, the, the hard PG-13 nature of it that <sighs> Marvel dropped their first ever F-bomb? <laughs> that was like the least <laughs> disturbing part for children honestly. Um, I do honestly still think that some of Multiverse of Madness felt like it pushed things further in terms of like the horror aspect or of like, wow, I can't believe that they're going to show this. This was more just like sensitive issues because there's even like some clips in the trailer that don't make it into the movie in terms of what you think is going to happen with like a certain character's backstory and they really right. don't show it, but it's like the implied knowledge. It's how effectively they have these literally CG fake animals behaving and just the like the shaking and like the little things it is like so disturbing to look at and be around and that's what I mean by certain characters being on screen and I'm already uncomfortable because I just assume the worst is going to happen and then like some of the worst is happening so it's uh yeah it is a lot I remember sitting there the whole time being like man I hope that group of kids that came in behind me aren't actually in this auditorium I hope they went to see Mario because it's just like even just the opening yeah. scene is like even after the the initial like I, I so much fear just in that opening like 20 seconds and there's like nothing really happening except like a hand reaching towards some little raccoons which is yeah. in the trailer so it's not a spoiler that I was like so filled with fear and then it like cuts back to them in the present and they're kind of like rough you know so it's uh, it's a lot and uh, I feel like it is kind of something that a lot of younger kids probably won't emotionally understand because I don't know if they can put together the pieces of everything that's happened in the first two installments. I don't mean that in a rude way. I just mean that there's a lot of nuance going on and it's all building into this movie and some kids are just going to be like, I want funny joke. Mm -hmm. And they'll get it, but then there's all this other stuff going on at the same time that they're just like not going to get. It's funny, bro. Man, this is the second time around. Had me died. Yeah. So if good. you just pay attention to Mantis, oh, she's it's so good, so goofy. <laughs> yeah. They like contort. The you think is, Nebula's really, really the point good of even one. being alive? Right. <laughs> you know, she <laughs> killed it in this one. And I also yeah. think so her and another character have some of the most emotional stuff. I know we're not getting yeah, into yeah. full spoilers, but I agree with Devesh. Uh, he had said in the comments on the live chat, shout out everyone watching. It's for the children who grew up with these films, not for the children for sure. of current. For it's the sure. Pixar yeah. effect. They yeah. really mm -hmm. have timed it now, right? This is someone's Toy Story three. Yes, it's yeah. yeah. That's been That's the, a good point. the thing for for many mm -hmm. of them. So, I like that. So, Art, you're satisfied with the endings they've given to certain characters without essentially without getting into the spoilers? Like it feels appropriate not just to be the end of some of these stories, but as you said, the end of James Gunn and many of these creators. It's the end of James Gunn. It's the end of James Gunn. It's the end of James yeah. Gunn. It's Marvel. They could bring it. Even if someone did that, if all the Guardians died in this movie, I still wouldn't believe the Guardians were done. I just I know, know yeah. it's a goodbye to James Gunn. That's the only thing that, that feels real. And that's mm -hmm. the thing that I connect with the most. It's remembering there are people behind these movies and that's the sadder part. It's Rocket is him. And mm -hmm. that's what I've enjoyed the most is seeing how he's interjected that. And I also agree 
that he has some subs to Disney. People have been disagreeing. I, I think it's there. I loved it. I thought they were great. <laughs> Someone misinvented. I mean, a lot, yeah, a lot to really dig into. Maybe we'll uh, do a spoilers review at some point uh, on Intercut, but. Uh, we want to talk about the reason we're getting together. That's because Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is the 32nd Woo. MCU movie. We are, we've reached 32 of these for now. We're not talk, counting the TV shows, and we're not counting the ones that predated the MCU. The just the MCU. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it's an interesting time for the MCU. I think maybe we'll talk more about the future of the MCU uh, later in the podcast, but let's look back on what our favorites, least favorites, maybe some underrated picks are with the MCU bracket, the best MCU bracket. Uh, we're doing this episode live, so if you're following along with us, there's a link in the description to download the bracket on your own. You can also find it on our social media feeds. I'm definitely curious to hear those of you who are watching live uh, what you'll be picking in some of these matchups because there are some tough ones. I feel like it'll get tougher as we go along uh, here. Uh, I'm highlighting the bracket on the live stream, and as they all always are, they're separated into different sectors. I've uh, organized them by release date, so the first MCU movie, Iron Man, is going to go against the second MCU movie, The Incredible Hulk, and so on and so forth. So it's kind of separated almost into like a loose phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four. Uh, any kind of particular phase you feel like is the the hardest to choose a winner from, Amanda? Probably phase two or phase three. Yeah, phase three that feels me. like phase... when they yeah. really started to get going. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Phase, yeah, phase phase two and phase three probably because three is the in, the infinite infinity stuff, right? That's when all that yeah. ends. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Phase two, phase three. Then four is the easiest. Four is just you could the just, mess. Phase four. You, you is could the just mess. put it. Yeah, I think we already just talked about what phase four is, so we can just cut <laughs> <laughs> a corner right there. Yeah. Do you have one, Zach? You're the OG. You like you like the the beginnings. Yeah, I mean, I think I liked when they were a little bit simpler, a little bit more. Uh, I guess director driven. So I I would guess that my winner is going to come from either phase one or phase two. But ooh, uh, phase three is pretty good too. There's a lot of good stuff in phase three. Hey, we might have a multiverse winner. X two might come into the bracket. You don't know. It's the way the MCU works. <laughs> All right, let's not delay any longer. Let's jump back into that first round. And as I mentioned, our very first matchup is Iron Man versus the Incredible. Hulk. I actually went back and rewatched Iron Man, one of the only movies I uh, made sure to rewatch for this bracket. And it is really interesting to see the ways in which they both, A, set up a lot of the stuff that would come to define the MCU, particularly through Robert Downey Jr.'s performance, which I think defined a lot of the humor they tried to inject into it, yep. but also the ways in which it doesn't feel like the modern MCU films, notably that like yep. characters have sex and feel a little more human <laughs> back then. Yeah. Uh, I also uh, thought it was funny just going back. It's, it's part of an era of superhero films that were very focused on the creation of the suit. And I feel like we've had so many of these MCU movies that like, that's just not a part of most superhero stories anymore. Uh, but it's a cool you, part you of like Iron the Man. <laughs> what, uh, what do they call those? Little the, the nanotech. Yeah. The nanotech? Not a fan? The nanotech? Nah, not, not my favorite. Uh, you like seeing the, <laughs> only you like the ghost face reveal. You want to see that mask come off. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, 
The Incredible Hulk, a little bit more complicated in terms of its place in the MCU, obviously did not continue with its its (laughs) actor. Uh, But did are you all fans of that movie? Because there are some defenders of the Incredible Hulk out there. I liked it. Yeah, Yeah, I liked it. I don't like it more than Iron Man, but I liked I liked it like a fair amount when it when it came out. I thought it was good. I like uh, Edward Norton while fully understanding why they didn't want to continue working with Edward Norton. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love how like they pulled this one apart. Mm-hmm. They they because they took Thunderbolt from here, and obviously he's been recast now with like the craziest upgrade possible. They're bringing back um, his love interest, and she's oh, gonna yeah. be, right. Uh, Liv Tyler, yeah, I think, is still Liv gonna Tyler. play that. So yeah. who knows? Maybe there will be a multiverse where they bring oh, back I'm Edward sure. Norton. I'm so sure. why not? But I, I don't mind. I think Incredible Hulk is is interesting. It's better than the Ang Lee one. Maybe some people are Absolutely. fans of that one, but uh, I think. The Incredible Hulk wasn't that bad. I think it has a really cool uh, post credit scene. But, dude, Iron Man, like you said, is a movie that feels like it's shot by Jon Favreau actually caring. (laughs) The desert scenes are dope. The suit scene is dope. One of the best needle drops. It's got to be Iron Man. It still stacks up. Like You can put that against some of the best of their later stuff, and it stacks up. And we will. (laughs) We will. We're going to do it. Yeah, we just spent a lot of time talk, comp- complimenting James Gunn, and one of the things that he's known for is bringing that soundtrack into Guardians. Mm. But Iron Man actually does have a very like distinct kind of like hard Shoot rock, eighties rock. Yeah, it's sick, dude. It. And it, it does also give it a bit more definition than some of these movies. So yeah, I'm glad we're gonna go with Iron Man there. The next matchup is right back to Iron Man for Iron Man Two versus Thor. Uh, most people's least favorite Iron Man movie versus most, I think most people's least favorite original Avengers movie. Is that a fair assessment, Arturo? I thought that people hated Iron Man 3 more than they hated Iron Man 2. Really? Uh, really? Interesting. I They're, think... Uh, I Iron Man 3 is controversial. Yeah, I think there's like a one really good aspect of Iron Man 3 and then the rest of it's garbage, but maybe that is just my own personal opinion tainting, but I thought that Iron Man 3 was like less than Iron Man 2, but yeah. Iron Man 2 is like the villain that they have in there. Do you remember the villain? Yeah, Whiplash. Whiplash. That's what you get from going from Iron Man 1 to Iron Man 2. Uh, The best thing I guess I could give Iron Man 2 is the Black Widow fight sequence, I guess, because that was cool to see. Yeah, I gotta give yeah. it a Thor. Uh, in rewatching all the Thor movies for um, the last Thor movie, uh, yeah, Thor was it's fine. Is it too many uh, Dutch angles? Yes. Is the story goofy and they don't really know what to make them? Yeah, because he ends up changing it later. It just edges out a little bit for me that I I'm gonna go Thor. I'm going Iron Man too. That's fine. It, yeah. It's not gonna pass Iron Man one. It's not. It's never gonna. Right? But yeah, I don't. Uh, Zach, I really don't like Thor. Um, really? Wait, anyone? I, no, I like Thor as a character. I, I actually prefer... I'm very unpopular. I prefer Dark World. That is a very unpopular opinion. Whoa. Yeah, I haven't gone back to check Whoa. this opinion in like five years, maybe Whoa. ten years, and I'm just letting it rock. I just like, in my brain, when I saw Thor Dark World, That's I was crazy. like, I'm into this. And then the first Thor, I was like, this is so fucking boring any time that Loki's not on screen. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> Yeah. By the way, no, I want to settle this Iron Man love. two. I want to settle this Iron Man two versus Iron Man three thing, uh, and I'm using science. Iron Man two oh. has a six point nine on IMDb, and Iron Man three has a seven point one on IMDb. So okay, scientifically, I'm wrong. I'm people wrong. like Iron Man three a little bit more, uh, including me, because I think I might go with Thor in this matchup here. That is totally oh, fair. Oh, okay. 
I'm about to say. I ain't going to defend Iron Man 2. <laughs> All right, Iron let's Man move on 2, to the Cap- one with Elon? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? It is. <laughs> Iron Man 2 is weird. Give it to Thor. It's, it's just a weird <laughs> Things that movie. haven't aged well. Yeah. There's, there's so many <laughs> random stuff in there. It just, I remember it feeling very, like, small by comparison. Like, especially the, mm. the climax sort of just feels like, all right, shrug. I don't know. Well, it's like, have they brought Sam Rockwell back? I hated his character, so I'm glad they didn't. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. There's just, like, a lot of loose ends like that. All right. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Captain America, the first Avenger versus the Avengers, the debut of Chris Evans versus the first team-up movie. You know, that, that first Avengers movie, despite being a gigantic deal at the time i feel like has not necessarily aged the best not only because of its joss whedon involvement i just feel like uh aesthetically we've kind of moved in a different direction but it was a huge deal at the time um that said like are you a captain america first avenger fan amanda which one's the better movie I think Avengers is way better. I like the beginning of Captain America a lot. Like when it's like going into the super soldier thing, his character, and then having to realize that they've done this to him just to make him like this glorified, just like figure piece that he doesn't actually get to help the way he wanted to. All that's really good. Then once it gets into the Red Skull stuff, it like really lost me and I just wasn't Mm -hmm. as into it Mm -hmm. anymore. Whereas I think Avengers was a movie that everyone was kind of like, there, that's going to be such a mess. It's not going to be good. There's no way you could have that many characters on a screen and have it work. And they pulled it off. It was so good. And, and like Loki is so compelling as this like villain that's kind of acting as a, as a pawn piece for this bigger looming threat that we now, now know is coming down the pipeline. But then mm-hmm. he's still good enough to be a driving force villain that you can get really... Uh, invested in uh, whereas later down the line you don't necessarily get that as much with those Thanos pawns so I, mm-hmm. I think Avengers takes it easy in my opinion yeah Art? Uh, Captain America has grown on me and I really like how it sets up his trajectory for characters yes. like Bucky for a lot of the lines that we see him repeating even until Endgame um, so I really do like it and Peggy personally yes I, I think she's one of the best female characters Peggy in, in the MCU easily um, so I'm excited to see uh, her in, what is it, Dead Reckoning? I think she looks great there. They'll probably actually use her to her fullest potential. Yes, Zach's not wrong. You watch an Avengers movie, or, or the first Avengers movie, and you feel like you need to fix the settings on the TV to take away the high frame rate, uh, the true motion. It looks like when you enter a Best Buy and it's the thing that they have playing there. But it did deliver. When you look back at a lot of these movies, you forget about the villains. Ain't nobody forgot about Loki. I still think it may be Loki's best outing and this man has yep. an entire series in a season two coming out, right? Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. It just, it, it stands the test of time for the characters, even if the filmmaking and, you know, some of the dialogue may not. Um, I gotta go Avengers. Yeah, and there are just so many Avengers moments that are truly iconic and I don't like saying yes. that, but like, <laughs> it, it, you know, this, the circle shot is just like the signature <gasps> MCU shot despite how many films we've had since then. And like, and like, I still think about that scene anytime I order a shawarma. So maybe that's the true test. And I actually, at the time, I really thought they might've killed Tony. Like I, when he was up in space, I was like, they might not resolve this until a future installment. Like we might, we might lose the (laughs) man. We were so naive back then. We were so naive. (laughs) Didn't know they're (laughs) ungood. 
Uh, let's go to Iron Man 3 versus Thor The Dark World. This is a matchup of the only two films here that I had not seen before we did this bracket. <laughs> so uh, they're Seriously? very fresh. And, yeah, I skipped both of these. I, I'm not, I was not That's into fair. the MCU <laughs> at the time. That's valid. Uh, maybe a uh, and I <laughs> ended up, yeah, and I ended up l- thinking there are some pretty cool things happening in Iron Man three, and and not as much cool happening through the Dark World. So I'm gonna go with uh, Shane Black. But Amanda, you are not a fan of Iron Man three, and you um, are a fan of Thor: The Dark World. See, I really like the PTSD angle uh, storyline in Iron Man 3 and like the trajectory of that and how it affects him as a person and how it changed everything he was doing. It's just all the stuff happening around him annoyed the hell out of me. Like everything with like the Fandarin and the act, the Mandarin and all of like the, the whole conclusion of it just felt really dumb to me. And it's just one that I've never felt remotely interested in ever revisiting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what it was about Thor the Dark World that I liked the time that I saw it but that, I, it's just one of those ones I've never really gone back to try to like but I guess in the grand scheme of things I'll, I will sure I'll go Iron Man 3 just because I feel like that PTSD storyline in Tony has such a resonating effect going forward and I love that even though I do think Iron Man 3 might be my least favorite movie in the MCU wow crazy yeah i'd have to re-watch thor dark world i cannot defend it in good conscience whereas at least i know that the ptsd storyline for tony worked this was still the time where i was buying out a row for me and all my friends and when we went to go see iron man 3 everyone was confused about the mandarin thing and i agree with you it's probably the sloppiest thing and that's why they had to fix it later They knocked out for Thor The Dark World. So we refer to Thor 2 as melatonin. Uh, <laughs> and in rewatching it with the new one, I'm still not the biggest fan of Thor The Dark World. Iron Man 3, though, was the beginning, in my opinion, of this thing that the MCU does where a James Gunn can come in and make it his own. Yeah. Shane Black here feels like he gets 50% of the movie to be Shane Black and then yeah. the other one to give into this machine. And give me warm, give me cold, do not give me lukewarm. Like, that is just yeah. the worst thing sometimes. So I, I, I understand what you mean, because I remember this being a huge disagreement. Not as much as Iron Man 2. I think people just really dislike that one more. But I do agree with you that this was this one split a lot of people with the decisions that it made. I'm still going to have to hold it there. Uh, as my favorite between these two, I, I do like how the little kid from this one ends up yeah, that, appearing that later fun. on as yep. well. Yeah. Um, it just set up certain things like Iron, the Iron Man suits being able to come to life and yep. it being this whole thing that never yeah, really came into that. play again. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, uh, I still thought this was one of the, the cooler outings at that time. And it may not win the bracket and it definitely isn't even the best in its own trilogy. But I'm going to go Iron Man 3. Cool. Uh, let's get into the next matchup, which is kind of where I feel like Phase 2 really starts to kick in with yeah. Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and Guardians of the Galaxy. I think a couple a couple early MCU favorites, and uh, tough that it breaks this way to put these two movies up against each other. All right, I'll make you do the, the hard answer first, because uh, I'm not sure one? which way to go here. Do you have, have one? Because I know Amanda's. <laughs> do you lean anywhere towards Winter Soldier? I, They're so both I, so good. 
I am in the camp that is not like a huge fan of Winter Soldier. I, I don't think it's like bad. I just don't. I'm not as like riveted, or, or I don't like see the comparisons to like '70s spy cinema that some people talk about. It's a good. That's movie. crazy. I agree. Because we're going to go three old Guardians of the Galaxy, baby. That's a real movie right that's there. That's a real yeah. movie. Yeah, that's not trying to cosplay something from the 70s. That's trying to recreate something new. I remember mm-hmm. when this came out and people said, that's the Star Wars of today. Yes. And a better holiday special with it, too. This yep. is a movie that stands on its own. Guardians yes, it of does. the Galaxy through and through, dude. Easily. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, uh, I no problem with Guardians here. I mean, it's just such a breath of fresh air in the. I know uh, we were Winter Soldier haters. I actually do like Winter Soldier because it is playing dress up yeah, in such an a effective bit. way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually do. I really, really liked Winter Soldier when I saw it. I was like, this is a, a very good direction to take this particular character. Um, I feel like it really played on what I thought the strengths of First Avenger were. Uh, and then kind of like pulled it into this direction that gets like really big and then sets up for bigger stories going forward. Uh, it is kind of the joke that Captain America kind of becomes like the side bitch in his own movies, but sometimes like <laughs> it's good when he's like the rallying force really good of for the next one. things, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I do actually really, really enjoy Winter Soldier, and I do think it's one of like their their higher tier movies, especially when we're thirty two deep. But it doesn't hold a candle to Guardians of the Thank Galaxy. You. Yeah. Thank even you. even with Guardians of the Galaxy having one of the worst villains in a Marvel movie. Why y'all? Ro- why do y'all hate him? I don't want him to defend Ronan's him. Bland. But I heard everyone hating Ronan. He's bland. He's so bland. He's like the opposite <sighs> of Loki. You've got Loki as a pawn for Thanos, for sure. and he just you step into a room and he is menacing. You were a afraid of him whereas Ronan's like we're told to be afraid of Ronan I'm not he also afraid gets of defeated Ronan defeated by dancing which is like one of the lamest Pathetic. ways for a big villain even to go even is the lamest that, thing though, even I will that, argue it was just, mm. I will argue that he's not even the main villain there he's it's, not he is the this is the first movie cuz rewatching it where they have a full out Thanos scene in the middle of the movie oh, they it's do. not a post credits yeah, he's yeah. damn near a puppet when he Ronan is. begins, this dude's like a, he's like, they call me a religious zealot. I am a terrorist. I am this. And I'm yeah. like, what the heck? And then they're like, shut up, boy. Yeah, just <laughs> like, shut up. To me, he's just like a pawn for uh, what James Gunn even came out this yes. past week. I don't know if y'all heard that, that he came up with the Infinity Stone lore in 90 minutes. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Might as well, since they ended up yeah. just becoming, what was it, in Loki, uh, paperweights. Uh, yeah, like they're, yeah, so like paperweights, paperweights, there's yeah. The aspect of that movie having a weak villain doesn't it hurt like it for an, me. Yeah, no, no. It does, to me, that's what I mean. It, everyone's yeah, getting hurt by Thanos. Like, yeah. you got the daughters being hurt by Thanos. You got everybody struggling to find these things. So to mm-hmm. me, like, to sneak in the big baddie in that movie, dude, yeah. that's so dope. I agree. That's and really Ronan cool. is supposed to be kind of this, like, butt of the joke type character. But he yeah. is just around so much that you're just... But that's because he's never been the focal point. The Guardians and their own shit is the focal point. The Guardians yeah. coming together, realizing that their own weird individual skills work yeah. perfectly together, even though they're the selfish assholes and just outcasts, but then they somehow work together. That is the point of that movie, not defeating the big the villain, bad yeah. necessarily. So It's also Lee Pace. I'm sorry. I got to go with my yeah, boy. Yeah, no, he's cool. He's cool. <laughs> they did my boy Lee though, Pace a little dirty, like, though. Yeah, yeah, but they he's did. just not a villain that brings you in. It's like yeah. Thanos is the villain that's like, okay, that's that's the big guy. This guy's just a little, this is the boy, like he yeah. calls him, you know? But, yeah. yeah. 
Devesh in the live stream says that we should just move this one along as the winner, uh, or move Winter Soldier along as the winner of our next matchup. And I don't know if I fully disagree because the next two films, not necessarily as strong. Uh, let's go with Avengers <laughs> Age of Ultron versus Ant-Man Art. I feel like you are quite legendarily against Ant-Man. You, you refuse right? to budge from that. Yeah. Are you going to go with Age of Ultron over it here? I'm staring at it right now, and you have me questioning my own lore. Because there's something about <laughs> Ant-Man that I think at least has a relationship, as opposed to yeah. everything at Ultron that they never go back to. Ultron is that one movie where I feel they ignored half the stuff and everyone's trying to pretend like, yeah, that vision Tony had, it had, no, it did not, bro. Where's Quicksilver? What happened to Wanda's like storyline here? It gets like every, like this movie doesn't matter anymore. Like it just got all replaced in my opinion. I don't think Ultron was as, yeah, I don't think Ultron was as scary as he could be. He was not at all. I end up looking back at uh, Avengers Age of Ultron as just a precursor for one of my favorite movies, later on, when they have to deal with the, accor- uh, the Accords. That's yeah. it. So I can't believe I'm saying this, but shout out to, uh, uh, are you there, guy? It's me, Margaret. Because they should have kept the daughter from Ant-Man. I'm keeping it in there. Ant-Man's my pick, <laughs> and I can't believe that. But it, was, it doesn't matter. Amanda, would you go with Ant-Man as well? This was rough for me because I actually do feel that like watching Age of Ultron back, it does grow on you, but you can't deny really? that they just okay. abandoned pretty much everything in the movie. And I get it. It was because like they realized like, you know what? Why does th- we, we, we realize people really like Thor and Avengers and people don't like Thor anymore as else. Why is that? Oh, shit. OK, we now need to completely retcon Thor. Um, maybe went a little bit too dark too quick with some of these characters and then didn't make the bad guy match it. So we've got all this other stuff. Ant-Man is just like a really solid, fun heist movie. And then it's got the comedy yeah. aspect and heists are always really good. This one's tough. I don't know. Zach, are, are you like really, do you, I, I, I abstain. You pick for a sec. <laughs> I would go with Ant-Man here. I mean, like, obviously the big issue with Ant-Man is that like it was an Far Edgar right. Wright movie oh. and it's not an Edgar Wright movie anymore. Yes. yes. But there still Louis is alone. like, there's still, as, as Devesh is saying in the live stream here, there's traces of Edgar Wright there. Like, there is that snappiness. There's moments that are very fun. Like, I, the Michael Pena bit is one of the best bits that the MCU yeah. has started here. Yes. It is, it I would go is, with that over... one of my favorite bits. And yeah. I'm tired of people calling me Luis on LME. So it's like, I got a love-hate relationship. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> Absolutely fair. I, I do feel like Ultron, in a way, feels more like filler than I, I would expect to in retrospect. That's for an Avengers crazy, movie. Yeah, dude. for an Avengers movie. And that was the most Absolutely. hyped. I remember that release date. It was crazy yeah. during that time. Uh, yeah, I got the memory like on my Facebook a little bit ago when I was like at the premiere. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be... Well, yeah. not the premiere, but like, you know. A premiere. Opening night. A premiere. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Captain America Civil War versus Doctor Strange. I feel like Civil War is one of those like really beloved uh, MCU films. So is anybody going to take Doctor Strange over it here? Now, I actually do really like Doctor Strange, but it doesn't it doesn't edge out Civil War for multiple reasons. Yeah. That Spider-Man yeah, I, alone gets right? it. Like it's weird that one of the maybe their best team-up scene is not in the team-up movie. Yeah. But I even mean like yeah. the bedroom scene, just with Tony and Peter. Oh, that with one, him yeah. Saying that one, just literally like the without having to say with great power comes great responsibility, but getting that idea across in like two seconds and how yeah. like they can reflect their guilt in one another. I was like, that's perfect. They get the character. We're good. Yeah, no debate. 
<laughs> All right, let's uh, go to the next matchup, which I know is going to be extremely hard for Amanda. It's Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy Volume 2 versus Spider-Man Homecoming. And since it's so hard for Amanda, let's ask Arturo first. Which one are you going to choose? I wasn't in love with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 when it first came out, and mm-hmm. I heard everybody call it a masterpiece. People really loved it. Mm-hmm. In the full arc of this trilogy, in rewatching it, it is beautiful. I love that final shot. That when you ending. really see, yeah. That, right the on Yandu, Rocket's face. The Yandu Rocket The Yandu Rocket scene. scene. It's a little crazy. It hit me then and it hits me harder now. Like Especially when you see the other relationships with characters, the unspoken thing between Gamora and Chris, uh, 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 Pratt's character, mm-hmm. when you also have um, Drax and Mantis. Mantis and the whole, like, the pain that, that he... <laughs> and that leads to the most freaking craziest shot in the last one. I appreciate it a lot more. I'm sorry I have to go homecoming, though. I think I'm I sorry, Amanda. I got, I got to go homecoming. No, I think I do Whoa. too, which sucks. I don't get it. It's like, it's so hard because honestly, that last scene of Guardians, like the, the Yondu funeral scene is probably one of the best things they've ever done as a franchise. It is so good, so beautiful. I could cry right now thinking about it, but I actually think that Spider-Man Homecoming is one of the like best things, the best Spider-Man things that's ever happened. I, I really love Homecoming, so... Homecoming's fun. I like it a lot. Now, did he direct that one? Or was Who? he already just uh, John Watts? John Watts? <laughs> or was he just overseeing the storyboards from day one? I want to say he was there. I think he was watching it. I think he was. He was just watching the playback, not directing it. Um, I think he was yeah. there. Would you, would you pick Homecoming, or are you, or are you going 2-1 for... Volume two. Did you, what did you pick? You picked Spider-Man, I picked right? Homecoming. Yeah, and you picked yeah. Homecoming, but I don't know what Zach got. Um, I think I would go with Homecoming here. I, I Volume two is my least favorite of the Guardians trilogy. I feel like I'm I'm not, I'm the outlier in that. Um, but Homecoming is really charming. And I don't know, there's aspects of it that feel the most like true to what I, I like about Spider-Man. Yes. Um, even if it's not necessarily, like, my favorite Spider-Man movie. So I, I would go with True. Homecoming here. It's not even the yeah. Spider-Man aspect of it. Name another teen one. It's the only teen it's, thing they have. Yeah, and it's... I, I really think that when they right? allow their characters to exist, when the ones that need to, to exist at the street level, and they do it well, that's a, that's why I feel like Hawkeye was so good because it didn't need to be so big, and Cap, uh, Miss Marvel would have been better if they had kept it a little bit Daredevil. smaller. Daredevil. Daredevil is better at the street level. Like Spider-Man is best when he is your friendly neighborhood Neighborhood Spider-Man and you have this villain that is technically just trying to do the best for his family, but doing it in a wrong way. And you have a character who realizes that. And like, there's a lot of nuance there that some of these other movies don't get. Um, And later Spider-Man movies do not get. I think that they really dialed it in perfectly with Homecoming. And for that, it needs to be acknowledged and moved over, even though Guardians Volume 2 makes me cry a whole bunch all the way through in all sorts of ways. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so that is the first half of our MCU bracket. Uh, we pick back up with another difficult matchup for, for some, although I don't know if uh, it'll be a difficult matchup for, matchup for us. Let's go with Thor Ragnarok versus Black Panther, two extremely important movies in the MCU for extremely different reasons. Arturo, are you going with the Taika Waititi film or the Ryan Coogler movie? Thor Ragnarok is one of my favorite MCU movies and one of my favorite movies outside of the MCU as well. I got to go Thor. Thor. 
Man, it's it's tough because there <laughs> are so many reasons to choose Black Panther here. But ultimately, like I go to these movies for a fun time because that's that's the thing that they are better at delivering. And Thor Ragnarok's a really fun time. So I I don't know. Uh, part of me feels like this is the wrong call, but it is the call I'm gonna make as well. Uh, I like Thor Black Ragnarok Panther here. better in Civil War. <laughs> Black Panther in Civil War is probably well. That, well, I'm not gonna save my Civil War stuff. I didn't say anything about Civil War because I'm saving it for the for the next fight. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree with you. The best thing that Black Panther yeah. has is that no soundtrack. If you don't include Guardians, as they're mm-hmm. saying in chat, yeah. As a, a as far as an original soundtrack, unbeatable. Two did not even yeah. come close to it. Uh, and my only thing with Black Panther, uh, story wise, I think I do think they go tit for tat. The mm-hmm. ending, in terms of the technical side of it. I hated the underground fight. I love mm-hmm. what it represents, yeah. mm-hmm. but the fight on the Rainbow Road that they had for Thor. So Sadly, though, Black Panther will have a much better sequel, and the fourth Thor is one of my least favorite movies <laughs> it's of this so bracket. Bad. So, uh, yeah. like, so like bad. in due time, a Black Panther three can make me appreciate Black Panther more. For sure. And yeah. I'm scared that a Thor five might make me hate Ragnarok more and more. But I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. But uh, watching those back to back with four, it, it reminded me of everything that I thought it did right, and four was every complaint that I heard about three, yes. bundled up. Yes, absolutely. I still think Black Panther has my favorite MCU villain, and I know some people don't love yeah. the Michael G. B. Jordan performance of it, but I think Killmonger mm-hmm. is such a a smartly written character, and there's certain lines in particular. Uh, you mentioned that moment near the ending, Arturo, that, that just hits so hard in a way that MCU films normally don't. It does make me feel pretty bad about not voting for it here. But they've but also Thor done Ragnarok dirty. made me giggle. Yeah, but, then they, but then they kill him. Then they kill him. No, so they've like... done Wakanda dirty. Black Panther and the entire idea of Wakanda and them being closed out was because they didn't want a war. They opened it, and then Infinity War happens. Yep. But they're also known for being the one place that has this resource. And now it turns out, as Guardians has told us, and we now know it because it's happened here, the celestial planet that they're on is creating the resources that they need. Eternals, which they have refused to answer anything, has now had an, <laughs> a, a thing just grow out of nowhere. So they have literally shortcutted Black Panther and what made yeah. their entire place stand out by going, actually, if we don't need to pillage you anymore, we'll have everything wherever this head is now, wherever the, yeah. the foot's coming out of. And I think they've undercut it completely. That's really bogus. Yep. All right, so we're going with Thor Ragnarok. You can leave us uh, arguments in the comments, but we'll move on to Avengers Infinity War versus Ant-Man and the Wasp. I have a feeling this is going to be 3-0 for Infinity War. Art, uh, what's your your favorite thing about Ant-Man and the Wasp? Uh, The fact that we allow it to be the fastest pick in this bracket. Filler, boy. (laughs) Next. Uh, Next one is Captain Marvel versus Endgame. I, I don't hate Captain Marvel as much as Me most either. people do. Uh, it's not going to be Endgame, though. It's not going to be Endgame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's go with Endgame yeah. there as well. Uh, how about Spider-Man Far From Home versus Black Widow? Amanda, I think you're the, the Spider-Man person amongst us. You're going to go with that one? Um. I actually like Black Widow a fair amount. Honestly, I yeah. feel like I was one of the bigger Black Widow defenders and uh, Far From Home has a lot of issues. A lot of issues. There's a lot of things that kind of like, ah, oh, you missed the point now. But 
Yeah. It'll pr- you know what? Honestly, because I feel like Spider-Man's going to win anyways. I'll give it to Black Widow just for shits and giggles. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go with Yelena. You are- going with Yelena? I do not care, bro. I, <laughs> I do not care. <laughs> one movie has Florence Pugh, and I don't care. And the other one has my favorite actor, Jake Gyllenhaal, and I don't care. I don't Zach, care. I, Zach, I do not care. You go ahead. Oh, gotta leave it to me. I, I think I... <laughs> I think I liked Far From Home a little bit more. What do you know? Hey, don't do me like that. Well, come on. We've got to have fun with you later. No. Uh, Black uh, Widow did not suffer for 10 years to get her own movie after she was dead for this disrespect. <laughs> That's the disrespect. Um, I don't, you know, uh, I think even part of my uh, Black Widow feelings are stemmed from the fact that the the way they just sort of dumped it onto Disney Plus after the pan or during the pandemic, like yeah, Cut I don't know, pay? It, everything. It feels I saw a that in bit... theaters actually. Really, damn. You're one of the only people I feel. Yeah, like. it played here. I saw that in theaters. It played here. There was like ten other people there. You had to have like three seats in between everybody. It was great. I was dumb enough to pay that twenty nine ninety nine. Remember when <laughs> Disney Plus had us doing that? Scarlett didn't make any of that money. Um, <laughs> I, none. I'm going to say Black Widow because there's a chance with Thunderbolts and everything that's happening that I can look back and be like, okay, they've expanded on something, but I, it won't matter for the next round. At least give give the character the respect she deserves oh. when no one else will. Nah. And you know that meme, yeah. we need to free her from, from the shackles of the MCU? <laughs> I'm so glad she's doing, doing it a bunch of other stuff because, yeah, I know, right? yikes, I do not like the character. But it's a fan favorite. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the last part of the bracket. This is, I think, all Phase 4 now uh, in getting into Shang-Chi versus yes, Eternals. Destin Daniel Cretton versus Chloe Zhao. A lot of hype for Eternals, and uh, there are defenders out there, some inner cuties amongst them. I don't think any intercut podcast hosts are going to go on and defend Eternals, though. <laughs> Zach, this yeah, is man. such an easy one that yeah. it's Shang-Chi. Then I'm going to go back to the the one we just did. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home was the ending <laughs> of Phase 3, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zach, it was. Zach, it ain't even a movie. It's an after credit. <laughs> yeah, like, literally. <laughs> literally. Uh, all right. Easy enough to go with Shang-Chi there. Uh, what about Spider-Man No Way Home versus Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? A lot of people really, really love the uh, big multidimensional team-up of uh, No Way Home Either of you going to go with Multiverse of Madness here? Because I, yeah. I feel like not. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought okay, No I, Way I'd Home wanna hear this. was... I thought No Way Home was so fucking cheap. <laughs> I thought they were like, oh my God, we got all three of them? Tell them. We got all three Tell of them? them? Who cares about a story? Just run it through a fucking AI bot and we are good to go. Mm-hmm. The, this was also the first one of these where they were fixing the VFX and when you would tell people the VFX wasn't done, they would just pretend like they didn't argue about it <laughs> when they did fix the VFX while it was still out in theaters. Yeah, they pulled like the Like, it's recorded. Everything from this point on is when they just started rushing things out. And yeah. every yeah. single movie you're about to mention has a VFX fix. They're selling us unfinished movies from this point forward. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange also is one of those where I love Sam Raimi coming back. Sam Raimi's really good as a studio director, but you feel half Sam Raimi and half things he didn't want to do. Yeah. It took yeah. what the VOD release for him to go like, I 
what the heck was this office guy doing here? I did not want the fantastic forecasting in this. It's yeah. really random. Yet it made a bill. I haven't really even Zach. I could go either way. I feel like you're going the other way anyway, so you're going to leave it to me to pick. Look, I can make it easy for you. What? On paper, it is easily No Way Home. It is the movie that brings back all the iconic villains and heroes. But Amanda's yeah. right. That movie is slapdash and just barely hanging together. I'm wait, 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 Two moments that are wait, good wait, in wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. But Andrew Garfield. Looking Big. at Mary Jane, though? Bestie, trust me. Bestie, I know. What, could you have one that rivals that in Doctor Strange? Yeah. I, I don't necessarily have that, but he, I do have John Krasinski being unraveled like polio string cheese. I have that to literally, me is still better. what mouth? What mouth? What mouth? That, that whole sequence, so man. Good. You can take that whole sequence. That whole sequence is good. I will say, yeah, Doctor Strange does have cheap stuff too, but it almost felt like they threw in these cheap things that it was all like, and that's all you get. Fuck you. You thought you were getting a big thing. You're not. Yeah. This is a little sideways thing. Go fuck yourself. Whereas No Way Home was like, you thought you were getting a really big thing, but it's, we just got them all here and the story doesn't make any sense and it's really stupid and everyone's going to do stupid things, but it's all three of them. I, the, I will the say that MJ seems so hands can be too powerful sometimes, you know? I like the and Bruce Campbell cameo more than any cameo in No Way Home. I'll put, I'll put that stop, there too. Stop. Let's go! <laughs> All right, for the record, I'll go No Way Home, but Doctor Strange, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you can direct your hate towards me and Amanda on that no, one. No Dr. Way Strange. Home actually was phase one of me feeling like I actually no longer had the capacity to enjoy movies anymore because I walked out of it feeling <laughs> insane, and then Scream 5 happened, and I was like, well, fuck me. But <laughs> Really quick, Spider-Man yeah. No Way Home, if that went against Shang-Chi, do you think that'd be a battle? No, actually, I really thought Shang... I had a lot of fun with Shang-Chi. Actually, that would probably mm. be a battle. That might be a little bit more of a battle. I a do actually closer. think Shang-Chi did better. I think that No Way Home had a more satisfying, like, final scene and ending type thing, but uh, I, I thought Shang that would be more of a battle. Uh, I just really like multiverse, so... Two. Y'all read that thing about how they had to come out and say that in No Way Home, uh, everyone had a pause for applause? <laughs> Uh, what's his name? The cameo that comes out uh, for uh, Daredevil when he comes out for the lawyer. Oh, yeah. He said, he's like, yeah, they directed me for me to appear, say who I am, and then pause for applause. <laughs> Should tell you enough they right age, there, I feel like. Like, cheese. Yeah, so, like, that was great in my theater because we did get the reaction, but I guess by the time he saw it, no one reacted, and he felt really bad about himself. <laughs> <laughs> he saw it at home? <laughs> no, he saw it in theaters, but, like, two weeks later. So... <laughs> That's terrible. Can you imagine how awkward that is? You're just like sitting there like, what the heck? Right. Shit. And I'm coming back, guys. I'm coming. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Art, you alluded to this matchup earlier, but we got another Thor versus Black Panther Oh, this is easy. This, this is, is easy. Love and Thunder easy. versus Wakanda Forever. Yeah, this Wakanda is actually Forever. going to be our, our fastest choice. Wakanda Forever. And our last first round matchup is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium versus Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I think that is also a Volume very three. easy, <laughs> unanimous choice. Volume 3. So All right, easy. let's move on to the next round and, and pick up the pace a little with Iron Man versus Thor, a couple of the original MCU heroes. Arturo, are you going Iron with Man. Iron Man or are you going with Thor? Gotta go with Thor. Are you for real? Did you say no? That's why I don't know why you asked me this. <laughs> I know, it's I know. Iron I Man. Like, come on, <laughs> it's Iron Man. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I was All right, like, pretty unanimous. 
I'll go with Iron Man there as well. Uh, what about Avengers versus Iron Man 3? I feel like probably Avengers. Avengers. I don't know if anybody wants to defend Iron Man 3 here. No, mm-hmm. Avengers sets up the PTSD line in Iron Man 3, so it's Avengers. Which is your favorite part of it, yeah. Yeah. All right, why don't we move on to Guardians of the Galaxy versus Ant-Man. I think unanimous for Guardians there as well. Go, baby. (laughs) Easy enough. Uh, Captain America Civil War versus Spider-Man Homecoming. Amanda, I I can sense you cringing at the the thought of choosing. Mm. It's so weird because I, I think that that Peter scene is like one of the best. If that Peter scene was somehow in Homecoming and not Civil War, that would be like... Right? Perfection. It's so but hard. But it's not. It's not. It's not. I'm still going homecoming. I think homecoming's <sighs> actually like, yeah, that's like consistently in my top like three. So. Under Ruse with Spider-Man in Civil War is better than all of Spider-Man homecoming. I am going <laughs> okay. Captain America Civil War. I'll allow it. Yeah, I think I would go with Civil War there as well. Just that team up yeah. scene feels like the the best thing that happens in either of those movies. Um, I'm okay with it because then I don't have to pick between Homecoming and Galaxy. So. Were y'all Cap with Team Cap or Team Iron Man? Um, I think I was. Think I was Team Cap. Iron Man seemed a little bit too much like a Fed in that moment to me. It, it's in between. <laughs> it's in between. It's in between because Cap is like I'm fighting technically on the right side, but it's all for my friend. We we are gonna we need to get married. I'm not losing my friend, and that's how it felt by the end. But uh, fair, fair, fair. Because you can't argue that like something should potentially be done about like the mass amount of destruction that they do. But yeah, like Iron Man's a bit fetish, and it's because he's so loaded with PTSD and like the guilt mm-hmm. of the things he's done that he feels like he needs to overcorrect. Which is why he cast a kid to come and fight a war with him. Yeah, <laughs> <Brooklyn>. exactly. <laughs> what a goof. <laughs> All right, back to the other side of the bracket. We have Thor Ragnarok versus Avengers Infinity War. Uh, this, to me, is kind of kind of tough. I, I really this enjoy Infinity tough. War. It's my favorite of all the Avengers team-ups. But I, I really enjoy the sense of humor in Thor Ragnarok. I think it does the best job of, of balancing the comedy that Marvel tries to do with the superhero story. So for me, I'm going with Thor Ragnarok. But how about the two of y'all? I'm going Infinity War. I think Infinity War is probably the best thing they've ever done collectively. I I think that that had genuine stakes. I will always remember just the silence after that movie was done in a theater. There was no comparison to that. Like, no one thought what happened at the end of that movie was going to happen at the end of that movie. Uh, It hit so many different emotions. It still managed to keep all that energy super high all the way through. And then they let them lose in a really intense way and all of these characters get like just reduced to the fundamental level and then like knowing what's going to come out of that I I just don't think you can undervalue how like incredible Infinity War is as a as a movie as an ensemble movie it blew me away it's probably I think possibly my favorite Marvel movie so all right, one vote Infinity War, one vote Thor Ragnarok. Arturo, where are you at? Uh, you guys are jerks. Uh, these are both in my top five. <laughs> I, I know. Like, yeah, same, squared same. Out. Um, I think it's because Love and Thunder is so bad that it's making me 
You know, it yeah. has made me kind of be like spoiling the taste mm. of Thor. You're looking at yeah, you're looking at the stock going. I don't know about this. Yeah, one. exactly. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, look, Ragnarok. Uh, it was brought up in the chat. The he's a friend from work. It's so kills good. Me. When you realize that that was a line from a, a, kid. a, a kid who we went to go visit, and yeah. the kid told him that that that's like a perfect line to add in there. It just adds even more to it. I think the relationship between him and his brother, it's the strongest one. I think Thor 2 tried to get it, but in Thor 3, they really got this love pull. Like, he knows he loves his brother, but it's killing him to love his brother, and it's not helping his brother. You can make a connection to that, to, like, whatever else. This movie is the closest to that first Guardians, in my opinion. Like, Mm -hmm. that would also be a tough matchup for me because those are two movies that really feel like the MCU was at a point where they were making good enough money that they trusted a director like Taika Waititi to come make a Taika Waititi movie. Mm-hmm. But Infinity War has that line where Thanos says, you should have you should have aimed for the head, so I you got to go aimed for the head. Dude, it's too good. It's too good. Uh, oh, like and, oh I'm going to get that go... arm? Oh, I'm yeah. going to get that arm? Like, so many yeah. moments. So On another many day, I go moments. Ragnarok, maybe, but damn, it's Infinity War, dude. It's Infinity War. Yeah, Woo. I mean, it, this is... Probably the hardest choice I've had to make so far because these are, I, I agree with you, they are both top five MCU movies. Mm-hmm. So to get them this early in the bracket is, is an unfortunate break, uh, but Infinity War is totally worthy winner, so I'm not, I'm not upset, unhappy be, to see it advance. It's gonna be hard to see it fight against Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, Avengers Endgame versus Black Widow. Yeah. I feel like no one's gonna go yeah. with Black Widow there. No, All right. Endgame. Uh, so, she dies in Endgame, and they treated her better there. That should tell you everything you need <laughs> to know. They did. They did. <laughs> All right, so Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame are destined for a matchup one. in the next <laughs> yeah, round. Yeah, you got it. You got it. That's great. First, we got to talk about Shang-Chi versus Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I think these are, outside of Guardians, my two favorite Phase 4 Marvel movies. And I think maybe just by a hair, because there are some of those Raimi flashes in there, there are elements that I enjoy a little bit more about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness than Shang-Chi. But uh, Amanda, between these two, is there one that you prefer? I think I'm going to go Doctor Strange as well, mostly because it felt more like a Wanda movie. And I have just been like so into her as a character. I don't necessarily... I think they did it better with WandaVision, and I think that they could have just made this a more really intense, like, WandaVision or Wanda Scarlet Witch movie versus I actually do think they kind of messed with Doctor Strange's character and, like, they retconned Mm -hmm. in this thing about his deep love for her where it was like, no, he always valued his hands. He always valued his skills as a surgeon over her. But I actually even – I still like that story even though I don't – attribute it with Doctor Strange as a character. I still really like all of the stuff with Christine, but uh, yeah, I'm going to give the the edge to Doctor Strange, even though I really do think that Shang-Chi was a breath of fresh air after just a slew of kind of like declining quality since Endgame. Art, any love for Shang-Chi on its way out the door? Yeah, I'll give it to Shang-Chi because isn't he directing the next big one? Yeah, he, is, yeah. Uh, he, he has hired the Destin Wars, Cretton. Right? So I'm going to go with that one instead of the dumbest after credit scene that we've seen in a long time. I'm not talking the Bruce Campbell bit. I'm talking that third eye bit with Doctor yes. Strange. I agree. I don't know why. And I like Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. But <laughs> yeah. damn, can I think of it a lot of has, bad things? It somehow might have the best and the worst credit scenes in I the hate that. Mm-hmm. And even just yeah. lore in the, in the sense of like, oh, there's incursions. Be careful with who you bring. It's yeah. a big deal. 
Hot Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 <laughs> with a character <laughs> who's from another timeline, and we've just ignored that. Yeah. So, I'm cool. I, I'm even split with those, so. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever versus Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I was wrong. These are actually my two favorite MCU MCU Phase 4 films. What I was, what was Are these five? What was are I we saying? in five now? Or are we hey, five? Zach, I don't, I this is five. can't keep these things straight anymore. This is five? I thought Ant-Man was officially the first Phase 5. Or is Guardians right the that. first yeah. Phase 5? One of them's What's Phase 5. What's a phase? I don't know anymore. They don't, don't mean anything anymore. <laughs> they stop meaning anything yeah. after Endgame. Exactly. And then also, Far Zach, From Home. Yeah. Yeah, they, the way they do it. But Zach, you got it right. These are the best ones since the last yeah. ones. You, you, Guardians you is five. You, you could be an Guardians MCU writer. <laughs> uh, so which phase of your life are you in right now? A Black Panther Wakanda phase or a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 phase? Volume 3, baby. Volume 3. Yeah. I, think I like Wakanda Forever a lot, but I feel like a lot of the emotional beats of Wakanda Forever are like very unfortunately tied into a very real life tragedy. Um, and I think yeah. they handled it really well in the direction that they planned on taking it without like recasting or anything. And I really like, like I, I thought I was really surprised by how good, I, how much I ended up enjoying Wakanda Forever, just based on the last handful. Um, but Guardians, it's it's too easy. It's gonna be. Yeah, for sure. Okay, getting into our quarterfinals. I think we got Iron Man versus the Avengers, the MCU film that started it all. Versus the team-up movie that started what Ooh. the MCU has really come to become defined by. Amanda, do you have a clear winner here? Yeah, I'm going uh, Avengers. As much as I really do love Iron Man, and I think it's great, I do think for me, Iron Man starts losing a little bit in the ending. Like, I don't find the battle that interesting. Whereas, like, Avengers is one of the first movies I remember thinking, wow, even, like, the battle stuff is compelling because they got the... I know people make fun of the Joss Whedon quippiness, but that quippiness in the fight is what keeps it so fluid and things are fun, you know, fun, interesting things are happening. You got, like, Thor and Hulk fighting together and then, like, Hulk's punching Thor because he can't not. And then Loki as a villain is just such a powerhouse and genuinely mm -hmm. menacing. And then they still manage to have fun with that later with like the slamming him around. So I, I just don't think you can undersell how like Iron Man needed to succeed for the MCU to take off with these characters that weren't their A-listers and Avengers needed to succeed for the MCU to become what it did it for is. better and for worse. Very well put. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how I'm going to go Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man. That's fair. I'm going Avengers. Looks fantastic. Even when you rewatch it today. It does. It's great. You, I, I like Iron Man a lot. She's right. The <laughs> fact that you're going to have all these characters into one, it could have been a mess. And we've seen it. Ooh, have we seen it be a mess now with a lot of these movies? Yeah. But there's something about that first Iron Man with it just being a character study of him. It's that so final line in the court. The needle drop when I it comes Iron with Man. it. And it's just so I, I think that it's the one that's aged the best. And this is also another one that's in my top five. And for that, I leave it to Zach to do the split. Uh, always giving me the difficult decisions to make. It is, I'm glad that these two movies ended up in a matchup together because in a lot of ways they've come to define uh, the MCU and it really have, were, were the thesis statements of whether or not these movies could like rule the world, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it, it's fitting that they go up against each other. And I feel like the Avengers is probably more iconic, more memorable. I've talked about some of those things that still are memorable. But I think I'd rather sit down and watch Iron Man. I think that let's go is maybe a little more fun. I ain't mad. I, they're both Whoa. neck and neck for me. Hey, 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 hey. 
I almost put three out of there. Ironheart. <laughs> Can't sneak that in yeah, now. Iron Patriot wins uh, that matchup. <laughs> but it's close. It's close. I uh, did hear some some Iron Man votes from the inner cuties in the live stream, though. To, to oh, help yeah, sway for sure. Me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go with Guardians of the Galaxy versus Captain America Civil War. Are, are you clearly going with Guardians here, Amanda, or is this tough? No, it's not tough. It's Guardians. <laughs> Guardians all the way. Guardians all the way, man. I love Civil War, but Guardians is that emotional. It's 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 yeah. funny. It's it worked so well. It was like it was like they they proved that they could do it the first time with Iron Man, and they were like, at least you guys have heard of Iron Man. Have you guys heard of Star Lord? Hell no, you haven't. Let's go. <laughs> And it was it was perfect. It's just this perfect sci-fi movie that happens to also fit in this like wacky MCU. And those characters do work so well with these other characters, but they're also so much better in ways. Like they're they're better for all their flaws. I think mm-hmm. they're fantastic. James Gunn is that guy, and this is that movie. Whereas the Russos have their stock is zero now, so fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Are you also going to go with Guardians over Civil War? No, he loves Civil War. I love Civil War. I went back to check my original review for it. It's the one out of the 32 films where I completely disagree with me in the back. And it could be (laughs) because every single time we've covered a movie, I have Civil War as the lineup. It's the one that's included for my Ant-Man rewatches, my Spider-Man rewatches for everything. And every single person in this movie is sometimes better than their own movie. Ant-Man is better in this movie than he is in his trilogy? Dear Lord. Uh, Spider-Man is better in this movie than he is in many of his own movies. Uh, You were talking about the nanotech that you hate. When Black Panther takes off that helmet with the claws, it's so sick. Uh, The line between uh, them fighting over a villain who set themselves up is so much better than what they have in Guardians. But I agree, Guardians has them with their internal battles. But to have our two leaders, Captain America and Iron Man, fighting it out, talking about their justices and their grievances and whatever, and to finally realize that it's a brainwashed Bucky that caused that, and for Iron Man to look at him and say, I don't care, he killed my mom, dude. (laughs) Dude, I don't know. It's this, good. This, They're both so good. And I, I, I actually say, really like uh, Zemo. I know everybody hates Zemo as a villain. I think he's great. Right? I thought that was so smart. Because he's playing it in the back. Yeah, this After regular guy re-watches. can manipulate the like Captain America and Iron Man. I thought that was great. But Guardians hit me in a way that, like, I don't know if anything else will, but I love Civil War. It's so hard. Yeah, it's hard. to me, it may Guardians be my looks favorite. better, too. Guardians looks it better. It does look better. It does look better. But I think Civil War may be my favorite. That's fair. I get. I honestly like. Arturo, that's a really compelling argument you just made. I'm going with Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's go! It's just, it's just a movie that is is so much more fun. That I feel like is also so much more surprising, given yes. that it's so left field. You know, it doesn't mm. have to rely on your all your love for these pre. Uh, realized characters like yeah maybe civil war is doing a lot of these characters better than their own movies do guardians it's doing all their characters perfectly i don't know yeah i i I can't even complain that's how good it is that's a good movie when i can't even complain no i put the wrong guardians again sir um there we go guardians of the galaxy will win that matchup and head into our semi finals and now we have a matchup of some of the 
biggest movies of all time is Avengers Infinity War versus Avengers Endgame. Do you like how that that uh, duology started or how it ended? Arturo, I'll let you go first since uh, you've been the hammer vote on a lot of these. They're so even. I'm going to go Infinity War today. Yeah, it's Infinity Amanda, War Amanda, it sounds me. like that's yours too. Yeah, Endgame yeah, I mean, stuck the landing. Infinity yeah. War is fucking perfect for what it needed to be. My God. Yeah. As much as people really do love and ride for that moment when all the Avengers assemble and it's that big battlefield and it is like this kind of amazing feat. Like, even just <laughs> the... I always just think of how how much you have to credit the line producer of that movie just by navigating the schedules of all these people. Uh, but I still think the one of the more surprising things that's ever happened in an MCU film and one of the things that I felt most viscerally was when people start to disappear dust. and turn into dust at the end of oh. Infinity War. That is just such a powerful and effective moment. And especially in these films where you don't get to see your heroes lose that often, it stands out. Uh, so yeah, I, I agree with Art. It maybe on a different day I'd answer Endgame, but it's Infinity War. It's definitely Dude, that, that just, right to now. me it, again. It just comes back to that theater, that silence, just the fucking yes. silence and sniffles, unmatched. Never experienced that in any. All movie the kids just cry. Life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. god. They try to make it their Empire Strikes Back, and they did better. <laughs> All right, uh, our last quarterfinal matchup is between Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, and as much as I've said good things of Multiverse and Madness, I don't think this one is close. I'm going with Guardians 3. Uh, Amanda, Arturo, you agree with me or any more love for Doctor Strange? Guardians uh, all the way Hell yeah. Alright, so Guardians Volume 3 makes it into the... Ne- Wait, did I... Where is it? Why is that showing up? Okay. Uh, there we go. Guardians Volume 3. I finally clicked the right button. And it makes it into our semifinals. So we are down to four MCU movies. It is Iron Man, the first Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Infinity War, and Guardians Volume 3. Before we talk about the matchups, Amanda, any movies in particular that you are extremely surprised did not make it into our final four? Um, Based on how it's laid out no this is actually like yeah like some of some of them are toss-ups it's like civil war could have been here homecoming could have been closer Uh, but like just the way that it shakes out going in chronological release order this is pretty much where i would have ideally had it so yeah yeah, no this isn't surprising to me i mean same with me like i feel like black panther should be in here but it's not a movie that i would take over thor ragnarok so it's just a a tragedy of the place that it showed up in the bracket are any other movies that you were hoping would make it to this final four that did not civil war yeah yeah i think that'll be a lot of people's uh qualm uh with the bracket in terms of what could have made it further but ultimately didn't uh but let's decide what gets into the finals between iron man and guardians of the galaxy amanda you've been repping for guardians this entire time i'm assuming you're gonna continue that way yep Art an Iron Man vote, or you going with James Gunn? I gotta go Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's go! Let's yeah. go! Yeah, it's the yeah. right call. Yes. 
Oh, I, again, I put the wrong Guardian. Not Volume 2. Guardians Volume 1. There we go. You go first. first. Peacemaker next. <laughs> I don't know if you first actually don't like people. it that much. Keep saying you don't <laughs> right? like Volume 2, but you keep putting it there. Right? I know, right? <laughs> All right. Our, our next matchup is Avengers Infinity War versus Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We all were just talking about how much we really enjoyed Volume 3. But I have a hard time imagining any of us will take it over Infinity War. Amanda, are you? No, this is where I will depart. I I think Infinity War was better than I could have ever anticipated. Oh, and wow. I, I love Volume 3, and I think it resolves that story, but I think it goes to Infinity War. Arturo? Yeah. Y'all remember when Thor comes in? Yeah! With, <laughs> with, uh, with uh, Rocket. Rocket and Groot? That's wild. That's what I mean. I'm not picking not the Guardians. They're here mm-hmm. and really important They're this here. whole movie, too. So. Yep. <laughs> yep. Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. Infinity War. All right. I think we've settled on a couple of the, the like, inarguably best MCU movies here. Some of the ones that shocked us, have great personality, have humor. We're going with Guardians of the Galaxy versus Avengers Infinity War in our final a very tough choice, so I'm going to ask Arturo to make it first. Yes. Which one is the best MCU movie? Solid. Solid two entries. Solid two. I'll go with Infinity War. Nice. Infinity War. Any particular reason above Guardians? Uh, you do get the Guardians in this. You're also able to yeah. play in that bigger playground of it being what everything leads to. When you watch Guardians, you hear that thread of, okay, this guy's going to have to go do it himself. This is where he's doing it. You get to see a lot more fleshed out about characters in Guardians of the Galaxy. This is, mm-hmm. Guardians is, is the perfect prequel to Infinity War. We discussed how it was his idea to come up with what, was, what this plan was going to be. Um, yeah. So kind of how we had said before for another one where we said one was the buildup and then one stuck the landing. Yeah, so well, Infinity this, Wars, yeah. If this was the build-up to the landing, stuck the landing. Yeah. The build-up would be Guardians for Infinity War, and it's yeah. still that climax peak. That's how I would yeah. have that map. So I'll stick with Infinity. All right, Avengers Infinity War. Amanda, is that the way you're going too? I think so. I really do think when you think the MCU, when you think the MCU, there are just characters you think of. You think Iron Man, you think Captain America, you think and the Avengers. And I love the Guardians. Like, there's no denial. I love the Guardians. Like, beyond so much, I love the Guardians. But Infinity War is, like, a perfect MCU movie. That was, like, years of just taking their time to build things up, and then they fucking did it. And they're shitting the bed now. Mm -hmm. There's no denying it. But they did it. They did it at least once. And Endgame doesn't happen if Infinity War doesn't. Well, it happens, but you know what I mean? It doesn't happen the way it does if Infinity War doesn't work. I don't think there's a single piece of Infinity War that doesn't work. It is perfect. It is everything it needs to be from start to finish. Yep. Uh, And I would argue, as much as I love Civil War, Infinity War is also another one that you're watching in all of these rewatches, regardless of what trilogy. Mm -hmm. And they deliver on every single character. It almost feels like they grabbed the writers from all of their respective uh, movies and were like, would, would this line work? Does, would this, you know, fulfill yeah. those storylines? They, they literally did. Didn't James Gunn literally write the Guardians dialogue into the Avengers movies? I've been hearing mixed things on that. Maybe um, Amanda knows. I think he wrote some of it, but maybe he didn't like how some of it played out. But I feel like it mm. did anything that anybody did in that movie tracked well f- what mentally I would have thought they would have done in their own movies. 
He probably um, like overseed it. Yeah, I, I, I think he did. I was pretty sure he he did oversee that. Um, I'm sure there's some negativity there just based on how everything fell out down the line. But like I, yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, the yeah. ballsiest ending in the MCU. Yeah, the I ballsiest know. ending I mean, you sort of, in franchises. Yeah. I think you sort of alluded to this art, but like while Guardians is maybe my favorite like movie of the MCU, Infinity War is more than just one movie. It is the cl- yeah. it is the it's, climax of a series yeah. of a of a whole cinematic universe yeah. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So, Fire, that, so that like, they're, yeah. It, yeah, and it's it's, it's like perfect. it's beyond just like the homework aspect that some of these MCU movies is. It really just like it just gives you that investment that when they do pull the rug out from under you, you you actually feel like you fell. Yeah, uh, that's that's what I mean. It was just like, whoa! I don't feel so good. Oh my god! I'm and then apologizing for it. <laughs> it's crazy. Ugh. Like I thought the kids were prepped for Volume Three of Guardians because we already went through every hero died. Yeah, you know, right, right in front like, of them. Ugh. Yeah, it's rough. It's really good. I also love no after credit scene. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Just like I love it, that. Yeah, because what what we what would you do for what reason for why exactly you don't need it. Ugh. So good. Ugh. All right, so I think we can we can confidently say that Avengers: Infinity War deserves to win this best MCU movie bracket it's a good choice i think we're all happy with that choice but uh definitely curious to hear what all the intercuties think and what they would choose as their winners so make sure you fill out your brackets you can again download them by looking at the link in the description or catching it on our uh, various social media channels i'd love to see uh, what some of y'all end up choosing Uh, and yeah i'm kind of curious what both you arturo and you amanda would choose if you didn't have to try and negotiate with us like maybe we'd get some different final fours that way too but uh Probably we final all fours, but i i think infinity yeah. war would still end up being the top the mandarin one maybe shot we'll post all our personally. <laughs> what was that <laughs> nothing bro <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah maybe we'll post some of our personal brackets to uh twitter or something like that so be on the lookout for those uh, one last little thing here before we wrap things up. You know, we, we just talked about Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and obviously there's a lot changing in the MCU. So given where we're at and given all the many announcements that Feige and co. have made about what's coming down the road, how you feeling? Are you optimistic? Are you pessimistic? Are you just trying to take them as they come in terms of the MCU? Are, where Where is your mind at uh, as we go out of Guardians and head towards the Marvels and Secret Invasion. Amanda, are you looking forward to those projects? The Marvels looks fun, I'll say. It does. I I like Kamala and I like my biggest like issue with the first season is that they just went too big too fast. This is a movie at least where it's justified that it's going to get big, but you still get that. Again, it's like the the Peter and Homecoming. There's just something wholesome about interacting with someone who has seen these characters and grown up with them as if they're characters not actual like people that are heroes and she sees them in both lights and I think that's really interesting to now have her like in the fold it's that like uh, that fantasy fulfillment that a lot of kids want so I am pretty excited for that personally you too Arturo uh what what is not going wrong for them yeah otherwise everything's a shit show (laughs) Thanos they're doing with DC. They're, they're <laughs> now where DC was. When DC was trying to catch up with Marvel, Marvel's now trying to catch up with themselves for some fucking reason. Slow yeah. down. Crazy? Just take, yeah. bring it back small. There's no reason why not. You can't 
always expand outwards. It's not fucking possible. Bring it back down. Yeah, I think uh, it was one of the ones that they had prior, uh, maybe some of the most recent ones, where they were telling him to, like, go bigger, go bigger, go bigger. And I'm like, you don't always have to go bigger. You can reel it in. Yeah. Um, I, I may be yeah. thinking of a DC movie at the moment, but it, it's that idea yeah. of, like, they keep wanting to one-up themselves. and They need to gather the Infinity Stones, go back in time and figure out that juju that they had before. Because I, everything Just seems to be going it. wrong. I, will, I do have one it. question hmm. in reverse. With James Gunn going... And having been under the stewardship of Marvel, how do you feel this, you know, rivalry that they have with him going to DC is going to be, especially when you consider that his movie, as you saw in the bracket, did not come when they were testing things out. That was a movie that was made because Marvel had money to spare. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. what will the approach be for DC? Will he have to play that first phase of standard movies or will he be able to be quirky right off the bat? I think they trust him to do whatever the fuck he wants. I would mm-hmm. like to hope, and I feel like if they didn't, he wouldn't. He wouldn't go there. I feel like, I'd like he would have made yeah. Marvel like dub not like double beg and be like, "You can keep me, but I want so much." And now it's like, I'll come back and do this because of Rocket, but I'm going and doing. I'm going elsewhere with people that value yeah. me. Yeah. So, I'd like to think that James Gunn is like a smart enough person to know that. His particular style, his particular sense of humor isn't necessarily the best suited material for every single superhero out there. And it's interesting that his next one is going to be Superman, right? Because Mm. that totally feels like not a match for his style. So it'll be a a really interesting test case to see, like, can he adapt what he does to something that is maybe a little bit outside of his realm? Like, will he bend towards the characters or will he make the characters bend towards him? And I I don't know. I think he'll bend to them. I think so too. I think he's a good enough filmmaker to do it, but it, Time will tell, I guess. I think the most interesting thing in terms of the rivalry between these uh, studios is we've been seeing that the superhero pipeline is somewhat affected by all the uh, the desire to have these films predominantly uh, with VFX backdrops and stuff like that. And we've read about how all these effects houses are backlogged and there's not enough people to go around. Like, I wonder if it's going to be a little of a, an arms race to grab certain creatives and maybe th- like James Gunn will bring the people that he knows can actually make these scale movies look good because they don't all look Probably. good. No, they what don't. about streaming and theaters? We had our first yeah, well, after credits telling you to stay home for Loki season two, that's yeah, a pretty big jump. That's different. That was, yeah. It's different, but it's also interesting that they're make they're making that after mm. the recent shift away from so much production all the time, right? The, the new or, or recently returned Disney CEO Bob Iger has talked about wanting to scale that's back production funny. on those Disney Plus shows, and, and it does have. feel like the yeah, it does feel like they were making them so fast and, and so quick, like so many of them that they didn't feel quite as big events as many of the things that preceded it, or even as yeah. big an event as like WandaVision felt when that first yeah. came out too. So yeah, I'm hoping that this is a moment where the MCU and Kevin Feige really does kind of like reset, take a beat, trust people who know how to make these things good. And also like maybe the thing that's ultimately going to save the MCU is when they start to bring in, more of the characters people actually care about, right? Like, if you're going to get rid of Captain America and the Hulk and, you know, who knows what the future of, of even, like, Thor is, having Gotta the X-Men one. up your sleeve, having Fantastic Four, 
coming out in a couple of years, that that probably would help reset yeah. things a little bit. I, I need think them a lot to do people... X-Men right. I need them to do it right. Thank you. Uh, I'm a little worried, though, because I feel like a lot of them are relying mm-hmm. on, we cannot do another Iron Man because it's him. They're too scared to cast another Logan. They brought him yeah. back. But at the same time, a lot of people, talk, you know, the, the superhero fatigue, I don't think it's here yet. Like you said, no. the movies yeah. on the horizon will all be there. We've had this discussion for phase one, for phase two, for phase three, for phase four. Phase five is going to be the exact same thing. Yeah. And when Thor, four is making a billion dollars, and we don't even like that. Right. They're still uh, okay. Shout out. Like, it's not, yeah. Shout out to our buddy Iman, because uh, I'm stealing a point he made on Twitter, but I don't think that we collectively have superhero fatigue. What I do think we have is fatigue of superheroes that we don't have any investment in, right? Like, I don't yeah. know if it's quite so yeah. easy to launch a character that they're pulling from the dead. I don't know if you could do Guardians today. That's what I'm it's saying. as good as Guardians was. And they're not yeah. taking exactly. the time to do it is the is the issue. It's like you get Ironheart in Wakanda Forever, and then they're going to try yeah. to do a whole Ironheart show. And, like, and they all feel show shoehorned in. Yeah. If it felt like they belonged there, it would be different. So, like, Black Panther felt like he belonged in Civil War. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. And it makes so much sense. I, makes yes. Sense. Okay. Well, Civil War, number one movie. But also... You, you have that idea of the fact that, like, everyone getting a show it is getting more hours for their property than, what, a two-and-a-half-hour movie? Like we were saying with Doctor Strange, kind of feeling like a Wanda movie. Should have been a Wanda movie. Right? <laughs> but she had way confused. more to go for off of the, those uh, ten episodes? Yeah. I don't know. Give it a Wanda movie. I, I honestly think that Guardians 3 would have benefited from being, like, a six-episode show. Mm. I don't know if I could have handled it emotionally. But there is so much going on that you could have Splintered, gone yeah. into, mm-hmm. even like a fiver or something. But yeah. Uh, Caleb in our live stream asked us, would two movies and a Disney Plus miniseries, I'm assuming he means per year, uh, be just right? Does that feel like the, the yeah. pace they should scale back to? Is that a little too little? Is that viable for two what they have going? Because they're like, like a train. Disney stock prices? <laughs> yeah, they're a machine. Yeah. Like that. That's what we... Critique well, is the fact they're like, that they're beyond that. They're like shelving stuff. There's stuff that like is right? done that I don't yeah. think they've released yet. And some of it was probably prep- preparing for the writer's strike. And then some of it was like, we yeah. should potentially slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, Loki bit? season two, is that going to come out or are they waiting? It is done filming. so It's done filming. <sighs> yeah, I mean, there's the other. So. Oh, well, there's the a whole other thing, other that thing we they haven't... have to deal with there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we can address it bri- briefly here in that the whole thing we haven't talked about yet on Intercut at all is the Jonathan Majors of it all, which is obviously upsetting, and we don't want to necessarily, like, uh, scrutinize or litigate the real-world uh, issues like that, but having the the person that you've basically built the entire next phase or two of the MCU around be potentially, like unviable as a marketable person is is a gigantic blow and i mean i don't i'm sure they're already having some talks about whether or not they can recast him i would not be be surprised if he does get recast after yeah it's easy enough right you can just explain it away in a line or two of dialogue and then he only has to appear in the next loki uh yeah but then can you even let him can you even let him appear in the next in that well i I would not be surprised if marvel is I don't would, if Marvel is sitting and waiting to see how the Flash movie does and how people. I was just to gonna say Ezra I'm being like, at the center. Yeah, you of that. go with Ezra Miller. Have y'all ever yeah. seen Humanity? They do not care. I've learned as long if you do not acknowledge people it don't. and if you just yeah. bull yeah. your way through it, for me, it does not matter. 
So, Terrence Howard, he's coming back. <laughs> no, 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 no. He came <laughs> after their pocketbook. He asked for more money. He's done. He wanted more than he Downey. He the whole empire. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that you're, you're joking, but that is a good point. That time might be the thing that ultimately uh, decides the fate of that character and of the direction of the MCU going yeah. forward. So. Robert Downey Jr., is a standout, and have you noticed that when we talk about nepotism, no one ever brings up Robert Downey Senior. <laughs> Time heals a lot, Zach. It does. Yeah, absolutely. Me realizing that Dakota Johnson's dad is Don Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. But she it's made herself that Indie Queen. Yeah. So Dakota Johnson will be the new Miss Marvel, and I think that that will that will be the top hey, when we do sixty-four. Hey, are you joking? But isn't she Madame Web? She's a Spider Woman. The fuck? Yeah, she's Madame Web. <laughs> Sony picked her up. Sony picked up her Sydney yeah. Sweeney. But that's Sony. Someone that's else? like that's like the hell yeah. of the MCU. Like, look at Vulture. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy went from the MCU. Here's... No, no multiverse other way. Multiverse other way. Oh, that man's so terrible. They got him bringing. He's back for the Flash too. Has he not sat down to see Birdman? He needs to watch Birdman. <laughs> He's yeah, like, I'm right? just. We're gonna make a good documentary about this in ten years. Let's the art imitates life imitates art. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't want to keep y'all any longer. Art's got to go run to a screening. So let's wrap up our MCU bracket here. And again, let us know what movie would win your MCU bracket. Download that bracket in the link in the description or visiting us on social media. A uh, quick shout out to some of our inner cutie patrons who support, who support the show. Academy level members are Tushar, Marion, Cademan, Connor, Pete, Sean, May, Ricky, and... Uh, and Antonio, we oh, I actually am looking at an old document here, so I'm missing a couple patrons' names, so I will quickly uh, shift over. Here we go. Uh, they are, th thank you, <laughs> Tushar, <laughs> Cademan, Connor, Pete, May, Ricky, Joe, Janicia, and Tyler. And then a big thanks to the producer level patrons, Udenvir, Sam, and Wiley. Thanks as always Appreciate for all the support you do uh, and all you do for our show. Uh, but I guess we should wrap things up. Uh, Amanda, people can always find you at Amanda the Jedi stuffs, different platforms, yes. all different platforms. Amanda the Jedi, yes. easy enough. And art you've consolidated into at LME movies. I think that yeah, makes like a, lot, more, a lot of sense. More snappy, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. on the Intercut podcast. And I'm available at Zshevich on whatever platform as well as at Multiplex Show on YouTube and TikTok. Uh, listen to every episode of the Intercut Podcast on iTunes or whatever podcatcher you like. And make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash intercutpod. We stream weekend must-watch every Monday unless we're doing a bracket like this one. And please leave us a comment, like the videos, consider heading over to iTunes to give us the much-requested five-star review. Uh like our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter pages. Support our Patreon. You can find all of them at Intercut Pod, and you can get updates throughout the week from Art, from me, from Amanda, from all the guests that we feature here on Intercut. Uh, and also check out a link to our Discord in the description down below. Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, Amanda, what was that Guardians line? I bet we had fun. Bet we did. <laughs>